Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. Why don't everybody clap your hands and give the Lord a shout of praise on this Sunday night. Oh, he inhabits the praises of his people. He deserves all the praise tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It always puzzles me whenever people begin to uh, talk about apostolic worship and how crazy uh, the, the Pentecostals are when they're when they worship, but but then I see them in restaurants, and I see them uh, different places, and they don't mind uh, calling out and hollering and 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 screaming and hooping for a ball team. Or you give them an opportunity to meet a a politician or a, uh, someone famous, or go go to a concert, and and they will they will dance and they will cheer and they will. Do all kinds of things, but let me tell you something. Uh, LeBron James didn't wash my sins away. And the ball team, they, they're not the ones that redeemed me. But let me tell you who did. His name is Jesus. And he's the one that deserves all the praise. He's the one that deserves all the glory. They used to sing a song that says, You don't know like I know what he's done for me amen don't 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 you don't you judge my praise because you don't know my story don't judge i thought about this young man that was rolling up and down this front i thought you know what i can't wait to hear his testimony i'm going to say that god's been good to him god has redeemed him and you know what else i found out i found out that god is attracted to noise If you don't believe me, the Bible tells us about a blind man. And he was sitting by the gate. And there was some that was standing around him that started judging him and saying, Bartimaeus, you just need to keep it down just a little bit. But the Bible says that he cried the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped where he was And he sent for Bartimaeus and said, bring him here. I'm telling you that God is attracted to noise. And if you lift your voice and cry out to him, he'll come see about you. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the presence of the Lord here. This is not hype. This is real. The Holy Ghost is real. Oh, yes, it is. Be flat. There are some things I may not know. There are some places that I, I just don't go. But this one thing I surely know. My God is real. 
so I can feel Him in my soul. My God is real. He's real to my soul. Half time. There you go. My God is real. Oh, He has washed and made me whole. I'm going old school on His love for me. His light, pure gold. Somebody testify, my God is real. Just how I felt when Jesus took and he washed every one of my sins away. <laughs> but ever since that day and ever since that hour, I'm going to tell you, I can feel, I can feel his Holy Ghost power. sanctuary tonight praise God don't miss out on the greatest gift that you could receive in this life the gift of the Holy Ghost amen I'm honored to be back with you tonight the book of St. John chapter 11 beginning at verse 1 the gospel according to St. John I give honor to your pastor and his wonderful wife, God has blessed you with tremendous leadership. And I know today that you would enjoy and long to hear your pastor minister to you. But I appreciate his confidence in asking us to come. In fact, he was with us, he and his wife, back in March of this year. They were a tremendous blessing and uh, asked that I would come and be with you all. And you've blessed me so much by being able to 
worship and enjoy the good presence of God with you. Wonderful people of Landmark Pentecostal Church. But I give honor to your pastor and his wife. They are some of God's finest, and that's not flattery. They are dear and precious people of God. Amen. Of course, his family. So good to see you, brother. Christopher, love you. Your family, God bless you. And, of course, Sister Chanel, uh, she is just precious uh, on the outside and the inside. And love her very much. God has certainly blessed you with a wonderful pastor and wife and their family. But I'm glad to be here tonight. And I, you know, whenever you go, this is my first time being here when it wasn't a, a special event. Your pastor was kind to us, asked us to come uh, in the, the former building. Um, and we were able to minister during a, a youth conference. And... Um, he was really asked me to come and preach it to draw the crowd, and uh, we were just trying to help Brother Marks out and get him a start, you know. So uh, I was the I was the pool, but we just let Brother Marks do a little bit. Uh, but, uh, so this is really my first time uh, being with you people, and I've enjoyed myself so much. I'm glad that uh, Sister Wendell is able to be here. I honor and respect this great woman of God. What an angel. Amen. Walking among us. We love and appreciate her. And, uh, of course, Brother Joseph, I've enjoyed being with him. And then Sister Wendell's granddaughter and grandson-in-law. So glad that they are here. Everyone that's here. But, you know, whenever you go somewhere for really the quote-unquote first time, you want to do good. You want people to enjoy your ministry but you know what uh, I've I've um, I've done my best this morning and tonight uh, the only thing that really matters is that the Holy Ghost move there are a lot of great orators and great great speakers that uh, give great words but at the end of the day if you don't have a Holy Ghost move like we did at altar call this e- this morning, Man, what what have we done? Man, the whole reason that we're here is so we can have a move of the Holy Ghost so that chains can be broken and hearts can be touched and faithful people can be strengthened and encouraged. So all I know to do is just obey God. I've got, I've been pastoring. I was not going to correct your pastor this morning because I would not in any way uh, disrespect uh, him especially in his pulpit but it was just a misunderstanding I've been pastoring for 13 years and so I have a lot of messages and by the way I need to correct something else my wife said that I said my daughters got married in in 2000 well it was 2000 but it was 2020 so I just didn't finish the statement she said you made it sound like we've been <laughs> They've been married for 22 years, and we're just now getting together. Uh, so, but but actually, my oldest daughter got married in 2020, and our youngest girl, seven months later, got married in February of 21. So, but, uh, anyway, I've been pastoring for 13 years, and so my point is this: I have a a lot of messages that I could just go through a file and pick out. 
but I feel this, what I'm about to preach to Landmark, I feel from the Lord tonight. So the book of St. John, chapter 11. Now a certain man, everybody say, was sick. Named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus, everybody say, was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that everybody say was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. If you will skip down to verse 11 of the same chapter, St. John chapter 11 and verse 11, it says this, These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Now this is not a trick. There will not be any prizes given. There is not going to trick you into anything. I just want to ask you by the raising of your hand. If you know someone that tonight is backslidden. Either a co-worker, a family member. Would you lift your hand? If you know, if you know someone that is backslidden and away from God. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to look around and I want you to just keep your hand raised. I want you to look all over this sanctuary at the hands. Almost, if not, a hundred percent. Now, I have a brother that I mentioned. My eldest brother has been backslid since he was 15 years old. He's now... In his 60s, he's 15 years older than I am. And he's been backslid away from God. And I was praying for my brother. And whenever I was praying for my brother, God prompted my spirit and said this, it's only temporary. And so I come to preach to Landmark Pentecostal Church that has backslidden family members co-workers, loved ones, whoever the connection is, I come to preach into your spirit. It's only temporary. I know tonight that it looks dark and it looks grim and it looks hopeless, but I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. It's only temporary. Oh, come on, why don't everybody praise God for it? Hallelujah. You can be seated this evening. Our first clue, I'm going to hurry right along. Our first clue, I want to get this into your spirit, but our our first clue tonight is, I had you to say it many times. The Bible says, now a certain man was sick named Lazarus. 
Now, the Bible is very, very specific about who it was. But, and it gives us the relationship of who the Word of God is talking about. It tells that he had a a relationship with Jesus. In fact, it says that his sisters and himself were loved by Jesus Christ himself. But, but, but if you will notice with me this evening, it tells who he was and it tells that he was sick. But the Bible does, is not specific about what his sickness was. The Bible doesn't say that it was uh, a dreaded disease. It just tells us that Lazarus was uh, sick. And Lazarus uh, had this sickness. And the Bible doesn't tell us what type of sickness it was. You know what I noticed in the church? I feel the Holy Ghost to preach this tonight. I noticed in the church that when and if people backslide, the first thing that we try to do is is try to figure out why or what it was that caused them to backslide. What was it that caused the sickness, if you will? We spend more time on what caused the sickness than praying to Jesus for Jesus to show up. Amen. Is this all right tonight? We spend more time trying to figure out what the sickness is instead of telling Jesus, Jesus, our brother or our sister is sick. We need the one that you love is sick and we need you to show up. We're always looking to find out what the cause is so we can lay blame. Well, I've pastored a little bit, so I'm just going to pastor a little while. We're always looking to lay blame. You know what? If sister so-and-so would have never said this to him. If brother so-and-so hadn't have done this, then then they would still be doing well. They would still be all right. We, we go down the list, you know, if, the, if they would just wouldn't have the music too loud. Or if brother so-and-so wouldn't have said this, if pastor wouldn't have done this. We try to find out reasons uh, as to what caused uh, the sickness. Uh, but I'm here to encourage you tonight. Uh, I don't know what caused the sickness. Uh, I don't know what causes people to backslide. Uh, I don't know the answer. But 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 I'm telling you this evening uh, that what we need to do is stop focusing on the reason as to why uh, and start praying uh, that Jesus would show up. Uh, that Jesus would show up in their life. I need everybody to clap your hands on Sunday night. I pray that there be a burden uh, fall upon some of you this evening uh, that you would be so stirred uh, in your heart and in your spirit uh, that you would put all the bitterness uh, and all the disappointment and all of those things aside uh, and just say, Jesus, uh, the he whom thou lovest uh, is sick. Uh, I need you to show up. Uh, I need you to come quickly. Uh, I need you to work today. I don't know what causes people to backslide, but I do know this. I do that, I do know that none of us are above backsliding. The preacher's not exempt. 
The Sunday school teacher is not exempt. The person that won you to God, they're not exempt. I don't know what caused the sickness. I don't know what caused them to backslide. But I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, it's only temporary. Amen. I refuse uh, to lay blame uh, and to find fault. Uh, amen. In the church, uh, I'm sure that none of us are perfect. Uh, I'm sure that all of us uh, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Uh, I'm sure all of us uh, have made mistakes. I'm sure uh, that we've all disappointed someone. Uh, I'm not here to focus on that. Uh, I'm just here to tell you, uh, whatever caused the sickness, uh, if it was sin, if it was... Uh, a brother, if it was hurt, if it was the preacher that hurt them, if it was the Sundays, I'm just telling you uh, that it's only temporary. Hey Amen. I know what it's like. I've got a brother that's away from God. It's an alcoholic. I believe he's 63 or 62 years old. And been away from God since he was 15 years old. He's been involved in all types of things in this world. Has, in fact, we don't have a close relationship because we live two different lifestyles. I love him. He is my brother. If he called me tonight, I would go help him. I would do anything I could for him. But we are living two separate lives. I know what it's like to have a sister that's away from God that, that, that doesn't, doesn't live for God for whatever reason. She went through, uh, a, a, a terrible divorce. And, and I'm not here to give you all of my personal life, but I just want to tell you that it has affected my family too. I had a, a sister that had three boys. Thankfully, one of those boys is living for God. I got a, another sister that was backslid for 19 years. Her sons weren't raised in church. Her oldest boy is in prison tonight because of, 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 of drugs. Because of selling and being involved in drugs. In fact, I believe that he shot someone drug related and is in prison tonight. I'm talking about my nephew. But let me tell you the rest of the story. I watched as a few years ago, my sister that I'm talking about, her, her son that's in, in prison. I was preaching in North Little Rock. There where they live at, at First Pentecostal Church. And I watched on Sunday morning uh, as my eldest sister Diane come to the altar after being backslid for 19 years. And you know what? Tonight, uh, if, if I, if I were to just guess, I don't even have to guess. Uh, I believe 100% she's there in church uh, tonight with her hands lifted up. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, I don't know how long the Lord's going to wait. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, it's only temporary. You know what, it, you know what we got to do? 
Amen. It thrills my soul, brother Christopher, to look back there and see you in the house of God on Sunday night. I was there, amen, at the Maybe Center during peak as you had your hands lifted up and the power of God was washing over you. I'm telling you, it's for your children and their children too. It's only temporary. You just keep worshiping. You just keep worshiping. You just keep living for God. You just keep serving him. Oh, everybody clap your hands to the Lord. I know what it's like to be pastoring a church and have family members that are away from God. And God dealt with me that revival must continue. Let me prove to you, the Bible says that Lazarus was sick. When Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he abode or stayed two more days. Why did he wait? If you loved him, why didn't he Why didn't he drop everything immediately and get there as quick as he could? Someone said, well, he was waiting to show how much power he had. But by the time that Jesus got word, he knew that Lazarus was already dead. And so there was no no sense in rushing. But let me just preach it like I feel tonight. He was giving us an example. He was showing us that the work of God must continue. The work of God must go on. So I'm here to preach to you tonight. Uh, Mother or father, sister or brother, you just keep having revival. You keep spreading the gospel. You keep worshiping. Uh, You keep having church. Uh, You keep living for God. Uh, You keep serving God. Uh, And realize uh, that it's only temporary. Uh, It's only just for a brief moment. Uh, It's only for a moment. Lazarus had a sister that trusted God. He still had sisters that were faithful. I find that Mary was a worshiper. She was a worshiper. God help us to be worshipers. His sister that was a worshiper, she knew what to do. Worshippers always know what to do. She knew that she just had to get word to Jesus. And if you know someone that is backslid tonight, you've got to get word to Jesus. Lord, you love them. You love them. He whom thou lovest is sick. Never forget that no matter where they are, God still loves them. 
Amen. I don't know where they are tonight. I don't know a lot of history of this church. I don't know how long you've been here. Some of you have been here or have not been here. I don't know the whole story. I don't know if you've got loved ones that are sitting on a bar stool tonight. Or they may be in drugs. Or may they, they may be in jail or prison. Or they may be living the, the lifestyle of the world. But I'm telling you, if they're backslidden away from God, no matter where they are, you can believe this one thing Jesus still loves them and he's still concerned about them he has not forgotten about them and the revival has continued and you're wondering when is it going to be my daughter's turn when is it going to be my brother's turn I'm just telling you it's only temporary We're not talking about a total stranger. We're talking about somebody that had a relationship. We're talking about someone that Jesus loved. You know, I don't know why. Sometimes we look at people and say, well, they're just too far gone. They just won't never do it. They're just never going to get it right. They're never going to live for God. Tell you something. It's only temporary. And that's a lie from the enemy to discourage you to stop crying out for Jesus to show up. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell a brother that's here tonight. Uh, Amen. You have not been too bad. You've not gone too far. You've not done too much. God still loves you. And God is still concerned about you. And you're here tonight. And God can forgive you of your sins. And God can fill you with a baptism of the Holy Ghost. We're talking about somebody that has a relationship. And Jesus says something at first glance that is puzzling. He says in St. John chapter 11 and verse 4, when Jesus heard that, when he heard he whom thou lovest is sick, when he heard that, the Bible says, he said, this sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God. But wait a minute. Lazarus died. You ever thought about that? Jesus said this sickness is not unto death. But but yet we know the story. Lazarus died. He died. What the Bible is telling us and what Jesus was saying was that Lazarus, when he said this sickness is not unto death, what he was saying was, he shall not fall prey to death. He's not going to fall prey to death. And this is exactly what I'm preaching on this Sunday night. If you'll allow me to say like what Jesus was saying, what I'm preaching, what Jesus was saying was, it's only temporary. Oh, we know he was sick, and we know how bad it was. We know, we know that he died. We know, but 
I'm telling you the words of Jesus said uh, he shall not fall prey uh, to death Uh, in other words uh, it is only temporary Uh, I wish this would get in your spirit uh, that your faith would rise up in this house uh, and you would agree with me uh, to call on the name of Jesus right now uh, for your Lazarus uh, wherever she's at uh, wherever he's at uh, and believe together Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past he walked according to the to the course of this world uh, according to the prince and the power of the air the spirit that now worketh in the children uh, of disobedience is talking about you among who also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. I don't know who's helping me again tonight, but would you put Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 4. I just described us. But it doesn't stop there because it says, but God, it it don't get any better. That was it. That was the point. But God, you were dead in trespasses of sin. You were dead in a lifestyle of sin. But the reason I'm here on Sunday night is God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we, the next verse says, even when we were dead in sins have quickened us are quicken us together with him by grace ye are saved and have raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places I don't know about you but my testimony is had it not been for a God that loves me had it not been for a God that was rich in mercy I would be dead in sin But I'm preaching this into your spirit. If he loves you, he loves a sinner too. If he loves you, he loves a backslider too. And it's only... It's the same thing that Jesus told his disciples in John 11 and 7. Then after that saith he to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. His disciples say unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou thither again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there's no light in him. Lazarus, his very name, his very name means God has helped. All of us 
were in the condition that Lazarus was in. John chapter 21 and verse 25. I'm trying to hurry. It says there are also many other things which Jesus did. This was the 33rd miracle that Jesus performed. Which if they should be written, everyone, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. I'm just telling you, God can do anything. Don't write them off. Don't say it's too late. Don't say, I'm telling you, there was hope for you. There's hope for them. And if there's hope for them, there's hope for anybody. There's hope for anybody that's in this house. I'm telling you, God is able to do anything. God is able. I'm going to say it until you get it in your spirit. God is able to do anything. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, he said, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Lazarus was dead. He was already dead. But he tells his disciples, He's not dead, he's sleeping. And I go that I may wake him. Out of sleep. One of the most striking things that stood out whenever I began to read this and God was dealing with me about this is what Jesus says. He says, our friend. (laughs) Jesus does not turn to his disciples and say, your friend. He says, our friend. He places himself side by side with them that, that their affection uh, says, uh, he looks at them uh, and says, he's our friend. Uh, in other words, uh, I feel the same hurt uh, that you're feeling. Uh, I feel the same loss uh, that you are feeling. Uh, he's saying, our friend, uh, because he wanted us to know uh, that I'm going through it with you. Uh, his word says that he would never leave nor forsake. Uh, I'm telling you that God is concerned about you. Uh, he's concerned about your family. Uh, He's concerned. He understands that you and him are in this together. I'm telling you, God does care. And God is concerned about you. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. Wake them. Wake them. They're not dead. They sleepeth. Wake them. Wake them. Let them wake up in the middle of the night wherever they are. Hearing you praying in the Holy Ghost. 
Say, well, Pastor Robinson, you know, they don't, they don't live. They're grown and they're gone or whatever. I'm telling you, you can be uh, somewhere in the spirit and prayed in the Holy Ghost uh, and God can make it sound like uh, you were in the very room that they were sitting or standing or sleeping in. Uh, you got to wake them. Uh, you got, you got to wake them. Uh, you, they're not dead. Uh, it's not hopeless. Uh, don't give up. Uh, it's only temporary. Wake them up. Uh, wake them up. Uh, shake them in the Holy Ghost. Uh, shake them in the spirit. Uh, shake them. Speak a word of faith. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. You know that the Bible tells us that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Speak a word of faith. Speak a word of faith. Save a seat. If, if it's alright with pastor, save a seat in the church. This is for my daughter. This is for my son. She's coming tonight. Well, did they, did, did they take, well, no, I ain't heard from them in, in a long time. But I just feel like she's coming. Say, oh, that's silly. I'm telling you, you are to speak it by faith. You are to say that when they're standing next to you filled with the Holy Ghost, it's going to be a joyous time. When they come to God, it's going to be a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, it's only temporary. I know, I know that Mary and Martha must have thought, Lord, it's hopeless. There is no help now. But Jesus said, he's sleeping and I'm going to wake him. I wish the Holy Ghost would shake us in this house tonight and the power of God would begin to move so strong that somewhere a backslider on a bar stool would say oh I feel something that I hadn't felt in a long time I would to God that a wave of the Holy Ghost would come through this house somebody shout it's only temporary They're not dead. They're just asleep. Come on, speak it out. They're not dead. They're just asleep. And the Holy Ghost in me is going to wake them. You ought to join up with a neighbor right now and say, hey, would you agree with me? I've got a son. I've got a daughter. I've got a daddy. I've got a mother. I've got an aunt. Would you agree with me that me and you pray in the spirit right now would wake them right where they are? Oh, I'm not talking about pretty prayers. Pretty prayers is not going to wake anybody. Silent prayers is not going to wake anybody. But the effectual favorite prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He called on my masata. Hey, give me Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. 
Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. I'm, I just feel like just pr- I pray that when you lay your head on a pillar tonight, uh, that the, that this word is going through your spirit uh, that says it's only temporary. That the word of God in Romans chapter 13 and verse 11 says, uh, and that uh, knowing the time, uh, that now it is high time uh, to wake out of sleep. Uh, for now uh, is our salvation nearer uh, than when uh, we believed. Uh, it's time time to wake them up. It's time right now on Sunday night. It's time to wake them up. It's time to pray until the walls are shaken. It's time to worship until the glory is falling. It's time. It's time. It's time. You know what? Whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost. I've sat down across my desk with people that would say, Pastor, I just, I don't feel comfortable teaching a stranger a Bible study. I'm just not comfortable with it. I don't, it's it's out of my element. Now, God uses people to do that. You know, I'm telling you, it's it's a gift from God to, to go to a, a door that, that on the other side is a total stranger and knock on that door and they come out and you begin to tell them of the goodness of Jesus. It's a gift. Now I understand everybody may not have biblical knowledge. Everybody may not have the gift of knocking on a door. But let me tell you this. You can talk to a backslider. Can I preach just a little bit more? Every one of us can encourage a backslider. They understand. They know what it's like. They understand your language. They know exactly what you're talking about. Every one of us uh, can be an encouragement to a backslider. You know what? You need to, you need to link up with a sister. You see what happens is a lot of times uh, is, is, is the enemy will try to drive a wedge between, between those uh, uh, loved ones uh, uh, that are backsliding, the ones that are living for God. Uh, and, and it's almost become a conversation where you can't even discuss it with them. They they get upset because all you ever want to do is just tell me that I'm lost and all of that. I'm going to tell you something. He that wins his souls is wise. But I would to God uh, that there be a mother that has a backslidden daughter or son uh, that would get a burden for another mother's uh, children that's away from God. Uh, and they say, you know what? Uh, that mother may not be able to reach them, but I believe uh, that God can anoint me uh, to encourage them. Uh, come on to the house of God. Uh, wake up. Uh, wake up. Uh, wake up. Uh, shake yourself. Uh, get up. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, wake up. Uh, come on. Uh, wake out your sleep. Come on, I need a mother that would pray right now. God anoint me to be a witness. God anoint me. Use me so that I can talk to another backslider. They may have been backslidden for years. Come help me at the music. They may have been backslidden for years. I don't know if this is what y'all have on Sunday night, but this is just what I feel. It may be months. It may be years. 
but it's only temporary. It's only temporary. It may be years. In fact, they may be, they may even stink by now. in the grave so long that they stink by now. Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, John chapter 11 and verse 20, she heard that Jesus was coming. Watch. Martha went and met him. But the Bible says that Mary sat still in the house. You can't sit still. You can't be so discouraged that it that it that it hinders your worship. You can't you can't you can't come to church and just sit there. You can't just come to church and just to say that you went to church. Mary, just sit in the house. But Martha, whenever she heard that he was, she ran, she got up. Every time you walk through those doors, you ought to be someone that would be lifting your voice, that giving giving praise to God and worshiping Him and being a worshiper. Martha said, Lord, if you, if you, if you would have just been here, Jesus says to Martha in verse 23 thy brother shall rise again we can go back and say Lord if you'd have just done this if if it wasn't for this if it wasn't for that we're going back to the reason why they were sick this is our example Jesus would say to her I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, God can do anything. Yet shall he live. I wish you'd stand to your feet all over this sanctuary. And if you raised your hands, you have a backslidden loved one I want you to start saying he or she shall live come on church family I need you to help me just another moment Jesus said I am the resurrection and the life it doesn't matter that they're dead it's only temporary
Then Jesus says, Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Jesus asked the question. You pay attention to this. Jesus says, where have you laid him? You don't think he knew? He knows it all. He wanted to know at what point did you stop believing? At what point was it hopeless to you? Where have you laid him? Jesus is in this house tonight. And he's asking us a question. At what point did you stop believing? At what point did you think that the sin that they were in, it was dead, they're dead to it. That there's no hope, there's nothing left, Lord. He, he's been there a long time. He's, he's been there for, forever. You know, they, he, they, they, they stink by now. They, you should have showed up a long time ago. You should have showed up during brother so and so's revival. I, I, I believe that, that he could have made that connection if you, if you would have just showed up then. But, but it's hopeless now. And Jesus is saying, where? Have you laid him? Jesus said, take me to the place. I feel the Holy Ghost. You need to take him to the, whatever point it is, wherever it's at, you need to take him to the place that you stop believing. Oh, well, you know, I've always believed. I understand that that's, that's faith trying to speak. There's nothing wrong to speak faith. But I'm telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, where have you laid him? Where is he at? John chapter 11 and verse 43, and I'm closing. When Jesus got to where they had laid him, When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice. He he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus! Come forth. Watch what it says, the next verse. Watch what it says. Now Jesus said he wasn't dead, he was asleep. But the Bible says he that was dead. Y'all feeling what I'm feeling? I feel faith rising in this house. I feel encouragement. I feel anointing. I, I feel a boldness coming up on somebody. He that was dead watch you 
you don't think the one that spoke this world into existence right where Lazarus was at he could have he could have completed everything that needed to be done in Lazarus' life but the Bible says he, he that was dead came forth but he was bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was bound about with a napkin raise him from the dead but I tell you what you can do you can loose him and let him go Jesus is in this house tonight sir the Lord is wanting to fill you with the Holy Ghost I don't, I don't want to embarrass anybody but I feel such a draw of the Spirit of God. Jesus is here tonight. Is there a Martha that's a worshiper? Or are you going to be a Mary that'll just sit in the house? Are you going to go out and cry to Jesus? I want you to, I want you to right now begin to cry out. 